Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So all of 2024, we are talking about how to reimagine and maybe even rebuild or regrasp a faith that is worth keeping. Uh, I want to help you keep this faith. I really believe that all of this can be life-giving and beautiful for our whole life. And so that's what we're talking about this year. How do we hold on to this? And so uh, we're starting the year by walking through our confession of faith, what we just said together, and we've walked through about half of it. And today we're going to have a short conversation on having a curious faith, on curiosity, because we believe we should always have more questions than we do answers. And this is a big statement. It sounds like a nice idea. You know, if you've seen Ted Lasso, you're like, yeah, curiosity. I like this. No more being judgmental. It seems like it is a nice thing. I like it. But also it makes me very nervous. Because for a lot of us, this experience of church, spirituality, faith, theology, studying the Bible, we do it so that we can find the answers to all of this. And we're saying together as a community that we actually want to have more questions than we do answers. Uh, anybody here grow up going to Sunday school, some version of Sunday school? Say, good for you guys. Wow. And that's how you all ended up at a church like this. <laughs> so I, I grew up a church kid, and uh, you know the strategy as a church kid. If your Sunday school teacher, who I was thinking about this week, I am imagining my Sunday school teacher as being like 75 years old, and she was probably like 41 years old. Uh, but when, you're, when your Sunday school teacher asks you a question and you either weren't paying attention or you didn't know the answer, then you just said, Jesus. It worked most of the time, honestly. You know, it was like, Josh, who are you going to invite to church next week? Like, Jesus. And they're like, oh, you know, we should always invite Jesus. Like, it just works. It just works most of the time. But for me, it was kind of a, it's just a joke, you know, we may grow, oh, it's just give the Sunday school answer. But it's also how I organize my faith, that that's how I thought of Jesus, that Jesus was like the answer to everything, the code the, that unlocked everything, the, the key to all the unlocked doors in the world, that Jesus was sort of the, the answer man. But contrary to my assumption and to a lot of our assumptions, uh, Jesus is, does not give all the answers. And maybe you've had the experience of walking through a really difficult thing in your life and you keep going, I thought Jesus was going to be the answer to this grief or pain or loss, but I'm not sure. In the Gospels, uh, Jesus asks 307 questions. Brianna mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, And he is asked 183 questions. So he asks 300, he's asked 183, and Jesus answers three of those. Not a lot of answers from the code that is supposed to unlock everything, you know? I think curiosity is the Jesus way. That curiosity may be one of the more profound gifts that Jesus offers to us. And that at least for Jesus, and hopefully for us, that spirituality can be more about having good questions than about having the right answers. And um, prioritizing rightness, prioritizing being right and being the people that are right, it feels nice. And I get that it's really tempting 
to say, I need the answers and I need to feel right because rightness is, it is tempting. But, and some of you have had this experience, a faith built on rightness of being the most right, of being the people with all the right answers, a faith built on rightness instead of goodness will inevitably be given over to high control tactics, power, exclusion, and manipulation. Because if we're the ones with all the right answers, it usually means that there are some people with the wrong answers, and then we get to control and exclude. So we say, you don't want to be on the outside. You don't want to be one of those people with the wrong answers. So you better stay in. You better be right. You better be good. And ultimately, having a faith built on rightness instead of goodness just manipulates us and scares us. And then a lot of times, it just runs out of steam. It's just not worth keeping. And so there's a, a short passage in uh, the Gospel of Matthew that I think, for me at least, really helps frame this conversation about curiosity. Uh, and this is what it says in Matthew 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and placed the child among them and said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So the disciples of Jesus are trying to figure, their question is, who's the greatest? Uh, they're trying to figure out the power structure in this kingdom that Jesus keeps talking about. They're following Jesus around. They're listening to all the teaching. And they, um, they see that something's, there's a lot of followers. You know, there, there's thousands of people following Jesus around to listen to the teaching. And they want to know how to get a promotion. That's the question. How do I advance in this kingdom? I want more power. The people are following us. And I seem to be maybe somewhere between 2nd and 12th, 13th in command here. And so I want to know how to move up. How, what is the power structure in this kingdom? And Jesus says, whoever is humble like a child gets to be the greatest. And um, this would have been both, I think, confusing and disappointing if you were one of these early disciples. Because they're asking, how do I get to be powerful? How do I get to be great? How do I get to be big? And Jesus says, um, try acting really weak and small. That, that's what promotion looks like in the kingdom of God. And that's not very good professional development. But the idea that Jesus gives here of being humble like a child I think this is the posture of our curiosity. Maybe you've been around some kids lately. I don't know how many times we had to pause Moana yesterday for just why. Like, listen, we did not write the movie Moana, okay? We have less information about this than you think we do. But the refrain in our house for our four-year-old and almost two-year-old is why, 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 and where. Where, where, where. Where is it? Where did it come from? Where, where, why, and why. And our kids are admitting, usually without knowing it, but our kids are admitting that there is a ton of stuff they don't know. They don't know where the rain comes from or why snot starts or stops in your nose without you giving it permission or why dogs can't drive. Those are the three questions I wrote down on Monday when I wrote this from Ellis. That was just Monday at about 4 p.m. Yeah, they are good questions, you know? Could we train dogs to drive? I'll call Elon. Um, so there's some weakness in curiosity, right? As Jesus says, it's humility. 
There's weakness in this. And I think if we're going to be humble like children, if we're going to be curious, if we're going to embrace our curiosity, then we just have to be okay with, um, with being weak, with looking weak, with embracing our own weakness. Right? All of curiosity starts with this reality. I don't know. I don't know. And that's a hard thing to say out loud sometimes. I don't know. You guys are smart and competent and capable, and um, not knowing stuff can hurt. Sometimes we pretend that we know so that we don't have to say out loud, I don't know. I don't know. And I want you to hear from me today that it's okay if your faith feels this way. It's kind of the point. And some of you have been beating yourself up about not having the answers about God and suffering in the Bible and spirituality. But a humble, childlike faith starts with this. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maybe you've had this experience that you're in a conversation, or maybe you're at a party or with a group of people. Maybe you don't know them very well. Maybe you're at church, and someone mentions a movie or a show, or a book, or some music, maybe some term you don't know, and instead of saying, like, who is Travis Kelsey? (laughs) You just nod. Have you ever done this? You just go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, did you hear about the new release of the war on drugs? And you're like, I'm not that into politics, but you just like, "Uh uh-huh. That was a joke. That's a band. (laughs) But you guys all nodded. Did you guys see what you did? Some of you were like, yeah, totally. Um, most of us, we do this, like, we do this for a couple of reasons, right? We're, we're embarrassed. We don't want other people to know that we don't know things, which is kind of silly, right? We want other people to think we know everything, like every book and movie reference. When people say, have you seen that movie? We don't want to be the person who hasn't seen it. We want to be cool. We want to be competent. We want to be trendy. We want people to think we do know. We're afraid of what the kind of outward opinion is. And then I think for a lot of us, it maybe is as much or more the inner voice and not the outer voice. So maybe we are a little afraid that what our, what our friend might think, but we know they like us. But the truth is, we have this inner voice saying, shouldn't you know that by now? You're behind. Everyone else is paying attention to stuff like that, but not you. And it may be our inner voice that's telling us, just pretend. Just pretend like you know. Just fit in. You need this to belong. And we all do this all the time. We just kind of smile and nod and smile and nod because we're afraid to just say out loud, I I don't know. I don't know. And just that pause of saying, I don't know, it keeps us from judging other people I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know. It keeps us from pretending like we have all the information in the world. I don't know. It reminds us that we don't have to feel shame. I don't know. It reminds us that we already belong regardless of how much we know or don't know. Just, I don't know. This is why curiosity is such an important value for our whole community, for everyone. So that you know that when you show up at a community group or you show up here and you're in the lobby before church or you're in a meeting with me, nobody has to smile and nod along. That you get to be the kind of person that says, I still don't know what you're talking about. Like back up one more time and try again. 
you just get to say, I don't know. And you get to ask all the questions. Right? You get to sit with everyone and say, like, uh, if, if um, God is Jesus' dad and Joseph, that means Jesus had two dads, right? Like, you get to ask any question you want. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Rightness feels nice. It feels nice. But I want us to be the person with good questions. We'll keep not knowing together. We'll embrace a curious, childlike, humble faith. This is the Jesus way. Curiosity is the Jesus way. And so for you, is your spirituality, is your faith, your experience of all of this, is it primarily concerned with having the right answers or having good questions? Is it about rightness or goodness? And um, for you, are you okay with not having the right answers? I know it's hard, and I know you guys are smart and capable, and you have very serious jobs, and people ask you all day long what the answers are to things, and you give them really good answers. And then you come here and you go, I think I'm supposed to know all these too. Are you okay with not having the right answers? Are you willing to say, I don't know? And what would it look like for you this week to embrace this curious, childlike, humble kind of faith? You know, maybe if you are that kind of person and you say, you know, I have a lot of answers to a lot of things in life. And it's hard for me to say out loud, I don't know about these things. Um, maybe I could suggest a practice to you. Uh, maybe make a list this week. Like at the top, write, I don't know, dot, dot, dot. And then just make a list. I don't know about suffering. I don't know why some people's lives are harder than others. I don't know. And just um, maybe try it all week long. Maybe try to keep in the front of your mind all the things you don't know, just as a reminder that you don't have to pretend that you do know everything. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe make a list. Listen, we are embracing the Jesus way here, a curious faith. We don't have to have all of the answers. We get to be shame-free. We get to have a childlike faith, just proudly proclaiming with each question, I still don't know. One of my uh, favorite thoughts, uh, favorite quotes, is from the Vietnamese monk uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. You've definitely seen me read this before. He says, when you plant lettuce, if it does not grow well, you don't blame the lettuce. You look for reasons it's not doing well. It may need fertilizer or more water or less sun, but you never blame the lettuce. Which, in and of itself, is a beautiful lesson in curiosity. But I just, I want you to hear me today that if your faith has not birthed a lot of curiosity, you are not to blame. I don't want you to hear a judgment from me today that you should have more questions, that you've been, that you've been getting it wrong by trying to be right. That's not what I want you to hear today. Systems of harm do not allow for questioning. Curiosity only grows in safe places. And so if your faith hasn't been particularly curious, you are not to blame. But I want you to know today that this is a safe space for you to say out loud, I don't know. I want you to know that God, divine love, ultimate reality is a safe space for you to say out loud, God, I still don't know. And so ask, 
all of your questions. Ask why and where and who. Ask if any of it matters. Ask if anybody cares. Just keep asking all the questions because this is a safe space. God is a safe space. And because we want to be all together a community of curiosity that has all of the good questions without pretending to have the right answers. And so gather, this is my prayer for us today. Feel the freedom and the security to not know. And today, embrace this truth. Your knowledge is not connected to your faithfulness. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.